0: Casting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are
1: you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the
0: Star Wars Animation Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, a surprise episode of Rebel Cells, the Star Wars Animation Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts and uh, my faithful co-pilot is uh, dismantling and and, uh, uh, getting ready to move his house. Uh, So Matt's not here with me for this special news, Uh, but uh, but we do have a regular uh, and favorite Guest host uh, Jonah Marie Macias from RadicalGrid.com to uh, to talk about the Bad Batch, the announcement that we got this morning. Uh, how, how's it going? How are you feeling about all this, Jonah?
1: I'm I'm actually feeling pretty excited compared to a lot of people, but that's naturally yeah. just me with Star Wars and especially Star Wars animation.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I I I know that like 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 the time of day that it was announced, Matt is generally working. Um. And not always like you know hanging out on Twitter on 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 Instagram social media or whatever to see it. So I texted him right. I'm like, hey man, uh, this this thing happened. Uh, after I'd done all my posts and stuff like that to make sure the news was out. So I I messaged him. and was like, hey, heads up. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he was like, and I texted him expecting him to be like, oh rad. But his response was, huh, not what I would have wanted, but uh, sounds cool. <laughs> and then and then went back on twitter and just saw like that sentiment over and over and over and over again except for like three or four people and you were one of the other people so when i said to him like hey man do you want to record an episode he was like no i'm like i'm like in it with this with this move and stuff i was like okay cool uh that's why he hasn't been on on faster more intense either um i was like like that's that's cool that's fine whatever I'll, I'll i'll grab somebody else and then i saw i saw your your tweet where you're like Man, i'm just excited and i was like this is like i get, i'll get i'll get jonah to come on the show because you'll balance out my skepticism because i'm a little <laughs> bit i'm a little bit critical of the of the decision um fair, fair. but but i know that you are are uh, all in on it so um so i figured that that's a that'll be a good balance let's say. Uh, Let's give the details for people who might not be on social media and just listen to podcasts for their news. <laughs> um, so, the Bad Batch, who you may remember from the first arc of Season 7, um, the uh, Clone Force 99, as they are also known. Um, uh, what is it? It's Hunter, Wrecker... Uh, uh, tech, uh, tech and, and Crosshair. And Crosshair. Uh, and Echo. <laughs> and Echo now, yeah, that's right. So, so, I uh, as a lot of people guessed in the last episode of that arc in the, in the fourth and final episode of that arc, it was essentially um, a backdoor pilot. Like it was them setting something up when, and and that was a sentiment that a lot of people had when echo joined the crew. Right. Is that it was like, Oh, why like so weird last season, why would we set this up? Right. (laughs) Like, why would you be like, go through all this, bring back echo and then have him go over there um i think actually this might have been a plan as far back as as when season seven was originally being made when it was originally season six um uh, oh it had to have been yeah Yeah. like they they that they were planning for what the next thing was knowing that they were going to wrap up clone wars in over the course of the next season maybe maybe two seasons because um, some people are saying that there are like forty episodes out there that George and Dave had like like blocked out. I think we know of probably two or three more arcs that that. Um have either been released in animatic form or or uh, turned into other things like Dark Disciple,
1: or like basic concepts that we saw at Celebration yeah. Anaheim, like at those Untold panels. Yeah. yeah, I can I can imagine there being that much content out there.
0: Yeah. So I know there there was at least another full season, but I guess when you look at it as the Lost Missions, right, the season six, what was released on Netflix originally, and then season seven, if you actually put those two together, that's a complete season, right? Yeah, because um, that's 26 episodes basically 25 episodes um, then if there are let's say 3 or 4 more arcs that's actually almost another complete season so actually I guess I can believe that, that we would have gotten a season 8 um, this this Bad Batch arc probably would have been somewhere in the last season and set up a new series um, and it feels like that kind of got shelved and now it's actually being pulled back mm-hmm. um so the concept, uh, or at least the, the details that we have at this point um, officially announced, are that Clone Force 99 will be back, the Bad Batch, along with Echo as, as one of the new members of the team. It'll take place post-Revenge of the Sith, so uh, after the Siege of Mandalore. Um, and it's going to follow Bad Batch as like a basically like a mercenary group or at least that's kind of how they're painting it, is that, that they're not necessarily part of the Empire. Right, um, they're
1: acting independently, it yeah. seems.
0: Um, which which is an interesting sort of like... It's interesting how they... And this is always Lucasfilm, right? How they'll kind of say something, but they won't actually say what they mean. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but uh, I, there's sort of like this angle of, of, of the idea that that, that they're... Um, kind of like the A-Team in space, I guess.
1: Yes, that's right. I, uh, I love that idea.
0: Which goes with the color scheme because the A-Team van was black with the red stripe. So that's <laughs> like their whole, that's their whole, uh, uh deal with, a, yeah. with Bad batches that they're, they're black and red. Um, and I love
1: that they keep going to that idea because I, just a few minutes ago I had tweeted that, uh. Star Wars Rebels. The concept mm-hmm. for that show was based off of a, the A Team, and you know, righting the wrongs out there in the in the galaxy. Yeah. So it's interesting that they revisited that idea, and it looks like they're actually going to follow through with it. Because we know that yeah. Star Wars Rebels became something of its own, something different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how they how their personalities match up with what we see what we've seen in the A Team, if any, yeah. <laughs> if any um, similarities exist.
0: Yeah. For sure. I uh, so we know that it's going to be next year. That it's that it, that it's been it's been. Uh, the, again, the way that they talk about it, the way that that the press release talks about it, it's like Disney Plus just decided today. It's official that this is happening. <laughs> and it's but like, we know
1: that as yeah, with all animated shows, yeah, 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 you can't. Um, you can't, they didn't even think about this like a month or two ago. This has been in development yeah. for at least a year and a half or so. Yeah. yeah. So probably yeah, probably from
0: around. <laughs> From around the time that they were wrapping up on Clone Wars right like because you can kind of think of it because productions move in phases right of pre-production production mm-hmm. post-production and I'm sure that as they moved out of pre-production on Clone Wars Season 7 uh, and, and with uh, Resistance winding down as well probably around the same time they, they probably moved a lot of those resources over uh, to, to Bad Batch um, although, I think Bad Batch and potentially something else. We'll talk about that. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, There's definitely more in development. Yeah.
0: Uh, but they started basically reallocating resources and getting a production team up and running on that. Um, and so, you can kind of imagine that they just rolled from one end to the other. And when they say 2021, what I think is, we're going to see this in March we're going to see this around the exact same time uh, that that clone wars happened uh, uh, February March uh, area um, of, of this year uh, and it'll it'll probably be a very similar sort of situation um, because i think that what they're what disney plus and uh, disney and Lucasfilm are going for is a is a a bit of a cadence with with the shows so we've got mandalorian in the fall right, and then yeah. we'll have an animated series in in the uh, in the the late winter early spring sort of area and and I think that they'll probably follow that and then eventually come online with with uh another show that starts in the summer and another show that, that yeah that starts I, in between Mandalorian and
1: and I know people and, uh, have been asking about you know why can't we have multiple shows at the same time yeah. and I'm like well that is an awesome idea of having multiple things to watch because I remember Freemaker Adventures and Star Wars Rebels were out at the same yeah. time at some point. But you have to think about the fact that Disney is a business and yeah. they are an entertainment business so they have to think about how they can keep their subscribers on longer. Yeah. So The Mandalorian comes first, then another show, then another show. That way we keep people signed on to disney plus for a longer time whereas if you debut everything all at once people can automatically just get off disney plus and then you lose your viewership so i think it's different now with a streaming platform you're not going to get multiple shows at the same time of the same from the same franchise
0: yeah and and to be perfectly honest from from my taste i way prefer this i way prefer having something to dig into um and and for us to get lost in it's like i i the end of 2019 was a complete and total nightmare for me because i i we had just had a baby (laughs) cassie (laughs) had just been born in august and then um and then mandalorian sorry i guess resistance came back first for for the final season right and then mandalorian came in and then rise of skywalker happened all at once, and, and Jedi Fallen Order. Like Oh, yeah. All four of those things happened all at once. And so I was I was juggling, and, and Arrow was still on, and we were trying to get the Thunderquack podcast up and going. So there was a point where I had four podcasts going at once, and I'm not on a lot of the first season of, of Faster, More Intense for The Mandalorian because I couldn't be. Because I had to be, because Matt and I were doing Resistance, which, Mm. like, for our listeners, they know, like, Resistance wasn't really my cup of tea. I would have much rather been talking about The Mandalorian, but we didn't have anybody (laughs) to come in and talk about Resistance, so it was kind of Matt and I had to had to handle that. Um, Got it. So, it it was it's one of those things where it's like I would I would be much happier with getting these shows one at a time. I I would like it if we had. Like because we've got the Marvel shows coming later this year, hopefully, um, if if the schedule still still plays out the way that it was going to, um, with the MCU stuff, like uh, 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 Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm hoping that
0: we have that, and that it comes right up to Mandalorian, but doesn't, but that they don't cross over, so that I can be because I'm because we've got a new podcast that we're going to be doing specifically for the Disney Plus MCU stuff, right? Ah, so. It's like I want to be able to cover that, focus on it, and then stop. Maybe even have one or two weeks of break, but doubtful. And then go into the Mandalorian. Got it. Um, But I certainly don't want to be doing the Mandalorian and Bad Batch and (laughs) Falcon and Winter Soldier. (laughs) No, it doesn't seem
1: like a good strategy to put all of that together.
0: And I think, and I think that that Disney has has learned from Netflix that. Um, especially early on when you're just getting your original productions up and running, that you do have to pace them out. You do have to, to make sure that you have room to talk about things. Um, and even uh, to the point of like they they recognized even before they, they launched Disney+, Plus, we got to do these one episode at a time.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's one of the things that Netflix is – I love Netflix shows, but yeah. that's the thing that I do not like—the fact that they drop them all at once, and they're, you know, everyone's talking about them for a week, and then they fall out of existence the next yeah. week.
0: it's like Stranger Things season three was the was the the sort of uh, canary in the coal mine on that one, right? Where they 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 dropped it, and it was everything all at once. We all watched it in a weekend, and I don't even know that the conversation lasted a week. Oh no! as as opposed to the first season of Stranger Things which was a real slow burn like I remember being one of the the only people who had watched it for the first like month and it was a lot of like uh, of of us huge nerds that that were like oh man this is like this is like a sort of uh, Spielberg meets John Carpenter meets you know like and and talking about it uh, in these really nerdy terms and then all of a sudden it started to catch on outside of the the genre space right outside mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the the sort of fandom uh conversation and 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 by the halloween of that year was like a huge thing right yeah he was dressing up as 11 like that's <laughs> that's what you want you want it to become a cultural uh, uh phenomenon you don't want it to be a thing that just happens and then it's gone yeah um and and they and disney learned that and and very smartly put out the Mandalorian one week at a time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and actually, I think managed to overshadow Rise of Skywalker, the end of their nine film Skywalker side
1: Oh no! Um, <laughs> I, I think again, I'm in the minority here where I do love that
0: film. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I'll I, you, everybody knows how I feel about Rise of Skywalker, especially <laughs> if they listen to to faster, more intense as well. But um, I yeah, like it's it. it I, and I think that coming off of the Last Jedi and Solo uh, being close together and seeing what happened there with those movies, I think that they recognize like, hey, we gotta we gotta pace these things out a little bit. We have to we have to make sure that we have runway to talk about stuff before before we we launch it. Um, and I think that that'll change. I think that that over the years that that'll that'll evolve. Um, and once we've got like let's say the Cassian show runs three or four seasons uh Mando I think Mando's going to be three seasons and done but uh, but let's say that there's crossover there where we've got Cassian and Mando in the same year um I I don't think that they'll ever overlap but I do think that they'll be they'll be marketing Mandalorian while they're finishing up the season of of Cassian right I can um, see that, yeah. So I think I think we will get there, and then it'll like lead into whatever the animated stuff is, and, and Kenobi, and, and all of that stuff. But, um, but for now, uh, I, it's it, it seems like they've got this this very logical cadence of let's give them something in the spring, and let's give them something in the in the fall. Yeah. Um, still leaving potentially that winter spot, even though we know there aren't any movies anytime soon but still leaving that December spot. Cause I think that they've realized that, that they, they actually kind of owned that. And yeah, that solo and coming they should December have kept it
1: with solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm so sad that they released that during the summer.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it, There's a, there's an alternate timeline where that got pushed to December, where it, where it got released, where it should have been. Um, and, 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 more people went inside and realized that it's one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. And uh and and Solo 2 is is was in production until COVID-19 hit. Um, oh. <laughs> so you even in the alternate see, no, in reality? An, in an still...
1: alternate universe there would be no COVID for me. <laughs>
0: well, that would be nice too. Um but uh yeah, so it's uh that's kind that's kind of the details i guess uh that we have at this point we know that the executive uh team and the creative team uh is is a whole lot of alumni it's sort of uh, uh greatest hits uh squad from from clone wars rebels resistance um all coming together uh, uh, n- although those three shows have shared so many people <laughs> so it's oh yeah, it's kinda hard yeah, yeah. To, to differentiate but um uh, but but uh, we've actually we actually have a, 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 a woman as the the head writer. Yeah. For the show. Um, I don't have their names in front of me. Do you? Oh, do you it's a
1: uh, yeah, it's Jennifer Corbett or yes, Corbe- yes. I can't say. I, I'm not sure whether it's Corbett or Corbert or something something to right. that effect.
0: <laughs> um, so that's really interesting, considering we know that the clone batch ninety nine bad batch that they're a bunch of dudes. Uh, but to have a to have a woman as the head writer for the series uh, makes me think that there's maybe something they're not telling us yet.
1: <laughs> maybe because she did write, as I mentioned on Twitter, she did write some of my favorite Resistance episodes, which included Rendezvous Point, and that was the episode where Vanessa Doza was introduced, mm. and I loved that episode because that was such a great way to put Tora's mom um, on the screen and, you know, wrap that storyline together, um, join those two storylines together. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that she's the head writer and what sort of things she may have planned for, for like an overarching plot or just new characters that we may meet along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I mean, I, I think that assuming, the the entire cast regular cast of the series is just the bad batch um would be a would be a mistake Um, yeah i mean they're
1: mercenaries so they have to interact with the rest of the galaxy
0: (laughs) yeah so i think and and i think like hey it's star wars so we got we have five clones but we know we got to have a droid we have to have a signature droid for the series, right? Like That's they,
1: true. There needs to be one for marketing to. and toy purposes. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, and and we gotta have an alien, <laughs> like it's. Yeah, that
1: would be nice. You
0: can't put a crew together with it without uh, without those two things. Um, another, uh, couple of things that would be nice that maybe they'll throw in there would be. And it, some people are gonna probably groan at this when I say it, but a kid, uh, oh. <laughs> I, I, it worked with Ezra, so uh, yeah, I and and I don't know. Just this is a crazy idea. This is just me spitballing. Uh, maybe a woman, maybe maybe a female character. I would
1: point. I would really like this, okay. and I think a lot of women in the fandom would, and yeah. just fans in general, to be honest.
0: Yeah. So um, I it, I actually. I actually could see a, a world where, although they're not, they're not ready to show us just yet. Um, kind of like when they announced the Clone Wars, but they didn't—they didn't quite announce Ahsoka right off the bat. They announced the Clone Wars was coming, but then when they revealed Clone Wars and they were like, "Here's Ahsoka," um, we didn't really—we didn't really realize at the time. Oh, this is actually she's actually kind of the main character of this whole thing right Um, and 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 clone wars did evolve over time and it was originally more anthologized but but when you think of the first arc the first two arcs of the clone wars the movie and then and then uh the the malevolence uh ahsoka is very central to both of those stories so she is she is the main character of the clone wars i think we can all
1: she Agreed. and Rex, and, Rex, to, Rex yeah. and yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I like the fact that it's a clone show in a post Clone Wars era. Because my friend Elisa said it perfectly, and I actually had to write down the quote because I, I really wanted to share it with with your audience. But yeah. she said, "For the people of the Republic, not much has changed. The Jedi ended up being bad guys, but for them, uh, uh, but uh, for them, so there isn't much." That that's changed, but mm-hmm. the clones are a great viewpoint character in this. They were created for a war that's now over. What's happening with them now? What are their thoughts about the Jedi? What are these guys going to be doing now that this has happened? So like that is essential, and that's one of the reasons why they showed Rex as a main character in that final arc, and why I think it's really cool that they're going to be showing us what they are going through, at least what the Bad Batch is going through in this post-Clone Wars era. And and I don't think they could have done that with, say, for example, the Martezus sisters. Mm-hmm. While I love those sisters, I would love to see them show up in the show at some point. That would be a cool way to integrate them. But I don't think... Uh, the show would have worked because they weren't central to the Clone Wars plot, yeah. the, the the thing yeah. that we were exposed to for the past couple of years. So, yeah, I, I think that's why it's important that it had to be the clones yeah. moving forward. Although I, I would love to see other shows that don't have to do with the Clone Wars, but um, that's another conversation altogether. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do have – I have a theory on the Martez sisters that I've talked about um, but th- that I want to share with you um, – and it's that uh, uh, one of the reasons why those characters were changed because originally that was uh, uh, the um, um, oh shoot I don't remember their, the 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 two sisters' names. They're oh,
1: excellent. it's uh, Rafa and um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the other one? <laughs> uh, Rafa and Trace.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because I think it was Trace was originally uh, a boy. That, that Ahsoka would befriend.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I forget his name now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he wasn't in the show, so we don't actually have to remember it. But <laughs> um, th- that character was replaced with, with the Martez sisters. Um, and I have a theory that it's because uh, when, let's say, if, if, a, if another series were to pick up right where Star Wars Rebels leaves off in the epilogue, uh, Sabine steps onto that ship that Ahsoka stepped off of, and is not alone on that ship. It's a big Ooh. ship for her to be by herself. Um, and that she's got a crew. And part of that crew is at least Trace, if not both of them.
1: That is such a cool idea. Yeah. And
0: that they were actually created f- for that because that series is in development. Um, but then uh, Dave went, hey, let's snag them there. And let's actually give their origin story and how they met Ahsoka. In Clone Wars, that's fantastic. Um, because it would be this really cool way of like secretly seeding the, that series. Because uh, I would love it. I would absolutely love it if if uh, we got the announcement of of that Rebels successor series that everybody talks about. Um, obviously, since the end of Rebels, we've been talking about it. But there are some pretty heavy rumors about it. Um, that if that series was for women. As, as the main characters to, to really just sort of uh, uh, show that Star Wars can be more than just a bunch of boys and one or two token girls, right mm-hmm. um, it, it, it would be nice for a change to to show that and actually like I like all of those characters so I wouldn't have a problem with any of it. I actually uh, of of the three arcs that we got in in um, in season seven, I actually, really enjoyed the story of the Martez sister arc, uh, the underworld arc, um, and the characterization almost more than the Siege of Mandalore stuff, which like I love, but was also like that's like that's like full blown Star Wars to me, right? Like, right. like the Siege yeah. of Mandalore is a Star Wars movie. Um it's 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 almost like the even better Revenge of the Sith um and they kind of work together actually uh, uh one, one of our one of our longtime listeners uh, uh martin uh he he did an edit where he put all of siege of mandalore into revenge of the sith so you can actually just watch it all as one thing and it cuts That's back so and cool. forth <laughs> it's so good he did such a good job with it um and uh, if you guys find him you can go find him on twitter if you if you care but uh oh yeah, man it's so good it's so cool the way that it works but that's the thing about that arc is that to me it's like that's the series finale movie right but, um, but that underworld arc with the Martez sisters like that um, that felt like peak Clone Wars to me even more than the Bad Batch stuff did which is yeah. I think one of the reasons why I like they announced Bad Batch and initially I was like oh rad they're continuing the Clone Wars, and then I went. But it's not really what I want. <laughs> like this isn't what I want. I mean, I obviously really, really want the continuation of Star Wars Rebels because Rebels is my favorite Star Wars story. Same. Right? <laughs> so I like. I really care about where Ezra and are Thrawn are. I really care about Ahsoka and Sabine and their journey to, to find him. Um, I like the fate of those characters is really really important to me. The fate of the bad batch is like the last thing on my list Aww. like there are there are probably 10 other characters um, some of whom are actually dead according to Canon that I that I would rather see stories about than then uh, uh, and continuing stories. I'm talking about Ben Solo if that's not clear. <laughs> but, um, not um, not prequel stuff, not not stuff set between six and seven, but like, Let's just bring him back to life. It's.
1: Star I Wars. got you. I got you. Ahsoka oh, came
0: back from the dead. Like,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, there was a times. smart way of going about it. But if you pull yeah. Ben out of the dead through the world between worlds, then Ray ends up dying. So, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, a tricky it's, situation.
0: The, see, but this is where this is where it's Star Wars, and. <laughs> but uh, Star
1: Wars needs to have rules. Uh, Every story needs to have its it, own it rules. It does
0: need to have rules, but also. Uh, they just introduced the concept of the dyad for one movie, and it doesn't oh, yeah. really—it doesn't connect to anything at all in any of Star Wars. Like,
1: well, I mean, it played out through the Last Jedi. The fact that they were half and half, it, light yes. and dark.
0: Yeah, kind they,
1: of. It just the word wasn't uttered the, yeah, until wasn't. the third it, movie. It, yeah,
0: you can go back. <laughs>
1: I love how we're going off on tangents. This is like the best form of conversation. Yeah, <laughs>
0: always, that's it. This is just what all of my podcasts are. It's impossible. Um, but yeah so I, I don't know the 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 whole the whole concept of the bad batch um i i'm not i'm not a huge fan of those four characters i like echo um because because of obviously all of the the um the rookies arc that that we have with him from rookies through to to arc troopers and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and the the citadel and all of that stuff like that uh, i have a connection to that character i care about him
1: right right um
0: I don't care about the other four. I just Aww. to me even even in that arc, I found them to be almost like cardboard cutouts of characters and not actual characters. So so I say all of that not to say that like it's dumb that they're being used. Uh, I'm just saying that it's a real uphill climb for me uh, for to, to, to picture how they're gonna flesh those characters out and make them. Um, make them real, uh, right. as opposed to what they what they kind of play as, which is uh, uh, action movie archetypes f- for kids. Like <laughs> it it because it, they're not. Because one of the things about '80s action movies, which all of those characters are drawn from, is that they those aren't for kids, but they do resonate with kids. Right. right. So it's like the Predator is not a movie for children and yet i can remember being like seven years old and watching predator 2 and being like this is awesome um disney's not gonna go there with it (laughs) but the characters that they've that they've modeled these characters after like that's it's that's why i say like they're cardboard cutouts it's like they they have all of the flash but none of the substance of of that sort of those action motifs um and because the the substance is often much more mature and much more dark
1: well I, I understand. so they're gonna
0: have to build that out that's, God, that's yeah
1: that's exactly what i would hope that they would do in that show in this in this new show because yeah the best way to grab attention especially a child attention is by giving them basic uh personalities you know this this guy is the tech, this guy is yeah. the leader, this guy is the the brawn, you know, so things like that, is autom- you automatically pick up on who these characters are, and you don't need to dive into it because you need to get the story going. So that's why I'm really interested in the show, because now we get to dive into some of their mm. more personal you know uh, preferences and their likes and dislikes and all that stuff. What, what I also really liked about the Bad Batch was that I came when I came into Star Wars. I first started reading the the Republic Commando novels, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they introduced the character the Nulls, which are the original clones that they. Made that were also in a way defective, and they have tempers and whatnot. And I really lo- loved following that story. They're actually the reason why I love the Clone Troopers so much, so much um, that uh, I decided to go read up on those books over again, over and over and over again. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I just I like the idea that they're diving into these characters, and that these characters in a way remind me of those of Omega Squad, which was the squad that we saw in in those books. And I would love the other characters. But I feel like the show is going to be a gateway for, especially in the world that they're in, where it's like the scum and villainy kind of world, where you have all mm. of these um, questionable characters like Aura Singh and Lazarazi Like maybe these people can pop up along the way, or even Boba Fett. Um, uh, so yeah, there there's so many possibilities, yeah. and we get to see it through their eyes, especially now that they're not part of the grand the Grand Army of the Republic anymore.
0: Hmm. Actually, you just got me excited. You just got me excited <laughs> because one of those arcs that got Kai... Was an it's arc the be- yeah, with Boba, Boba Fett, Fett, and Fett. Cabin, where where we learn how Boba Fett actually became a bounty hunter because everything we saw in the Clone Wars and certainly everything that that Django set as an example, it's like, well, Django was an awful bounty hunter. J- Django <laughs> wasn't very good at his job at all. I mean,
1: we only saw him in little bits and pieces, sure. so he might have had a bigger, um, a better j- a job. This, but
0: the stuff that's currently canon. He's not very good at his job. Uh, his his one job is to kill Padme. He cannot do it. He just can't do it.
1: You know, there was a video rolling around through Twitter that just it was just so hilarious and the, over the fact that Django just gets everyone else to do it except himself.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's like, dude, like she was on Naboo. Like before before Attack of the Clones starts, she was on Naboo. If we think back to the Phantom Menace. They don't even have a military like they've got a security force. They don't even call themselves cops like like how much more of an easy target do you need to make her? <laughs> and yet he cannot pull that off um, and he outsources everything to other people. And then the other part of his job is like I'm I, like I'm sure that Dooku said to him, it's like, hey, I need you to kill the senator from Naboo. OK, I need you to do this. you got to do this for me. If you want to, if you want to keep living this cushy lifestyle in Camino, here's the one thing: do not let them trace you back to Camino. Don't. And that's just, exactly what it is. Just happens. don't. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. Hey, Caminoans, do you have any weapons that, you, like, in the entire galaxy, you guys are the only ones that use them? Cool. <laughs> just load me up with a couple of those saber darts. And it's like, and when. When he's, like, up against the wall, and it's the worst possible moment because there are two Jedi Knights, two of, like, now they're not, like, known across the galaxy just yet, but, like, we know two of the greatest Jedi Knights will ever live are holding uh, Zam Wessel in their arms, and he's like, cool, I'm just going to leave some evidence for you guys. (laughs) Follow me. Now... Maybe Sidious was plotting it the whole time.
1: Hey, hey, I have belief in Django, okay? But he just had some of a few bad moments. D- he <laughs> in just the had movies. a real string
0: of bad luck there. <laughs> the, the the dark side was clouding everything.
1: So exactly.
0: It, it, uh, we can we can attribute that to Django. So as
1: well. he couldn't act, yeah, with yeah. with brains and stuff. Yeah. But if
0: Boba was following this guy's lead the whole time and then he, he uh, <laughs> uh, quite unceremoniously loses his head in the middle of Geonosis, um Boba then goes on to behave the way that he does in Clone Wars which I love I love that characterization and the way that he was portrayed in the series oh, because same. he's not very good he's a kid as well right but like he, he's he's brash and impulsive he's so different from the Boba that we meet in Empire who is clever and and resourceful and patient <laughs> right <laughs> And that arc with Cad was going to give us a little bit of the connective tissue there. Of, like, how did Boba go from being this brash, impulsive kid with a chip on his shoulder to, you know, Jabba's number one bounty hunter, right? Right, Um, yeah. and, And now we actually have a series... that that as you've pointed out that I didn't even think about because I was just thinking of the clones and and the Empire aspect of it I wasn't thinking about the underworld part of it
1: yeah, they're mercenaries now
0: yeah, what a perfect lens to go back to Boba Fett's story um, and, and to maybe even implicate some of the Bad Batch in that because here's five guys that are his dad and him but like like the it's there's all there's almost even an opportunity for Boba to kind of like link up with these guys for a little while and learn from them, and uh, and 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 for them to maybe try and help get him back on a better path. Um, yeah, it's possible. And for Cad Bane to be the other side of that, sort of in a in an Obi Wan Sidious uh, sort of you know uh, fighting over Anakin sort of way, right? Like we could we could mirror that story in in this other story um so there's an opportunity there you never know now again i have just named all male characters uh and and that's not super exciting but you did say aura sing so so yeah and
1: Lats rossi i don't think sugi survived because that's one of the things that clip showed us in uh, between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, the fact that Sugi's uh, dagger, I think it was, or, or yeah. weapon was on the floor. So it gave us the impression that she didn't survive. But there's still opportunities to create new characters. And that's what I really, one of the aspects I really loved about Resistance was that they introduced so many, at least for me, memorable characters that I still mm-hmm. think about today. Um, so yeah, I would like to see that continue um, and just you know, bring more awesome female characters to the screen.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I mean there's also opportunity to, to, to connect some of the dots um, with some of our other characters uh, from the Clone Wars and, and from Rebels yeah Um, oh and one
1: other oh sorry Sorry. no go ahead ahead. oh no i was just gonna say one other thing that i just uh, reminded myself about the fact that the you know the clones i'm assuming are still following that order to 66 directive so Mm -hmm. uh, there's a sub order in which if there are brothers or anyone that goes against the order you need to shoot them down so maybe with the uh, bad Batch being finding this new purpose and not being affected by Order Sixty Six, maybe they're also being hunted by clone troopers or stormtroopers yeah. at this point. So that's another interesting aspect to think about them being yeah. on the run, on top of trying to do jobs in order to survive.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that there's actually a really good opportunity there to um, to there. There's only one Clone Wars loop that's not closed for me, and that's Commander Cody. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I would love to see that.
0: And and I that story would have to involve Rex, I think. I i don't think that there's any way that you can get around that. We also we we do need to fill in the 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 blank period between uh Siege of Mandalore and Star Wars Rebels when we see Rex with, with Wolf and Gregor. Yeah. Um, maybe
1: they helped him get Wolf and Gregor from yeah, wherever they were.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that there are opportunities there. Um uh and and that could be cool uh this all sounds like a lot of work for d oh yeah it just sounds like like (laughs) i saw a really funny image on twitter of somebody posted like a a a fake article of like the the uh the the cast of the new (laughs) star wars animated series has been announced and it's just five pictures of d (laughs) and it's like yep that's Hey, you're not wrong.
1: <laughs> I mean, that alone gives you the idea that they're obviously going to yeah. include more. They're not just going to have one actor voice. I yeah. mean, they had them do that for the arc, but they're not going to do it for the entire series. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, it's actually it's it, as as much as I as I always love D does such a good job. Um, he's he's so incredible as as all of the clones. Oh yeah, master. Um, but uh, uh, even even just like young Rex and old Rex and so crazy going back and playing young rex again in season seven of clone wars re-recording some of that dialogue um and and it's just so seamless it doesn't yeah he's so talented (laughs) um man where was i going with that i i
1: oh the cast
0: (laughs) or yeah like we 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 need to have like there's there's got to be be other
1: oh other. and there's also the possibility of seeing maybe uh four sensitive survivors like Quinlan yeah. voss has to be out there
0: yep voss uh his yeah because because he's he's sort of a bit of a dangling thread if dark disciple is still considered canon which i think there's nothing it is
1: why would people not consider it <laughs> yeah. canon it's canon
0: <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like is did dark disciple come out that came out after disney
1: It came out after, yes, yeah, yeah. and and there's Katie Katie Lucas had a nice little prologue in there and whatnot. I know, I know, taking away Ventress was. It's is, is one of those decisions that a lot of people don't agree with. But honestly, yeah. to me, uh, looking at the character and her life, she lived a very tortured life. Yeah. And having seen her sisters die the way that they did, she wanted... There's I think there's a, p- a point in the book where she says she wants to be with them again. So yeah. I know she died yeah. um, not in the way that a lot of people wanted because it was very cliche, but she died protecting someone else which is very unlike her and it's something that she finally achieved as starting off as a jedi padawan that's what jedi do they sacrifice themselves for others so i really liked how that came back around for her and she was ultimately accepted by her sisters when when quinlan laid her to rest on bathomir so i like that she's resting in peace (laughs) you know in my metal, you know in my fictional mind (laughs) Dark, dark
0: disciple is great it's one of it's one of my favorite Star Wars novels because um, it is so Clone Wars centric, and like a lot of the characters, I talk about this a lot. Their characters, Asajj, Darth Maul, like I did not like them.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, Dark Maul. I remember liking just because he was the cool bad guy in Phantom Minutes. Yeah, he, he, yeah it's but like the over cool time, book, I was like... just like, man, I do not like you. And then all of a sudden, in *Clone yeah. Wars*, this last arc, I started liking him because of the just his weird sense, his warped
0: mind. <laughs> um. Yeah, like like with, with 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 both him and and Asajj. they're they're given so much screen time in their various stories that you get to understand their motivations and they become fleshed out and and asajj in particular it's like by the time they that her arc uh her 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 screen time on clone wars wrapped up in season six um with uh, or is it season five it's in season five isn't it
1: i believe so yeah Um,
0: with ahsoka it's like I ended up coming away from that. If you were to go back and listen to old episodes of Frontlines, you'll hear me talk about it. It's like I actually really like that character. Like she ended up being being one of my favorite characters in the Clone Wars, um, and I'm I actually see like her story wrapped up, but the legacy of her character continues. I uh, I uh, if if have you played uh, Jedi Fallen Order?
1: I have not no oh, yeah.
0: there's a there's a character in that game oh Marin Marin that is very much like um, starting from a very different place but but very similarly like a night sister who is sort of who is now becoming entangled with the Jedi um, mm-hmm. and and is on another path and I, I I have a theory that the the next game um, that you'll actually play as Marin Oh, that would be so uh, because cool. by the end of the game, obviously, as as um, um, oh man, what's his name? The the major. Cal. Uh, yeah, it's Cal <laughs> Kestis. You you you're a Jedi Knight. You're like a full-on Jedi Knight, and he's oh, cool. he's he's sort of had his arc, right? Um, or not his uh, not a complete arc necessarily, but in terms of he's the reached video a milestone. Game, yeah. You started with no powers, and you end with like the full slate of Jedi abilities, right? It would make a lot of sense in the second game for it to be like, well, now he's like let's take a couple of years in between the games and he's a knight and he's got his like he or he's even like closer to master status. and now he's teaching Marin to to follow in his footsteps and and like to become a Jedi essentially um and so you would start at the beginning again where it's like okay she can do a couple of things she like you've got you 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 do have some force ability but um but you're but you don't have like the full range of like push pull uh lightsaber skills and stuff and you would build that up over the course of the game that's cool Um, i
1: would love that yeah
0: and it would also mean a a a female-led star wars video game which i think i think that's already needed
1: (laughs) it Um, would be a first yeah i think so
0: So uh, I and then on top of that, the the actor that plays um, that plays Maren does such a good job that like she has very little screen time in the game. Mm. But but like I fell in love with her. Like it just it's it's so funny because she really doesn't come in until the end of the game. Yeah, I Um, I
1: saw little snippets of her, which is why I know of her. And yeah, yeah. she was uh, she pulled me right in.
0: If 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 you're not gonna play the game, like if it's not something, I don't know how much of a gamer you are, but nah, no, I'm not huge on that. <laughs> it's it's a hard game. It's not it's it. it you could definitely like crank the difficulty all the way down and and power through it, but if you're not a gamer, like if it, uh, then I don't know that it's necessarily worth the. The effort yeah. to get the story, I would yeah, I just say have just to go sit on. Down. Yeah, just go on YouTube and just like watch people watch have done the gameplay. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you don't even need to watch the gameplay; just like the cutscenes. Oh, um, I gotcha. Because not a lot happens sort of in between in the gameplay. There's a couple of moments, but but most of it happens like in cutscenes. In
1: cutscenes, got boss it. Boss fights
0: and stuff like that. So I'm sure that there's like a there's probably like a two hour like movie cut of Fallen Order. I would say just seek that out because for me, it's one of my favorite Star Wars stories in the last few years. It is actually my favorite Star Wars story from 2019, which is saying a lot because The Mandalorian's pretty freaking good. Yeah. But,
1: oh, yeah. 2019. It feels like so long ago. Right? When <laughs> that happened. <yeah.
0: laughs> days of yore. Yeah, it's days of yore in 2019. It
1: feels like 10 years have happened since 2019.
0: It, it has been 10 years <laughs> since 2019. And that was <laughs> nine of those years were March actually. actually so. I know it's uh oh gosh it's 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 been a it's so funny because it's like clone wars didn't really end that long ago it it, It really did it ended on on may the 4th right yeah which like we're at the beginning of july middle of july let's say um that's really only like two months yeah kind of two and a half months maybe if you want to be really generous it hasn't been that long since clone wars ended and yet like you can hear me last week on faster more intense being like they need to announce something i'm livid like i've had enough with lucasfilm and disney tell us what's next and then they announce it today and i'm like okay well now that that monkey's off my back i'm a little bit like i made a big deal out of nothing (laughs) <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of in a funny spot now. But I'm curious
1: um, whether this announcement was supposed to be something that was supposed to come out of Star Wars Celebration.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: whether this was just like a, a regular announcement that they were going to announce anyway leading up to it.
0: I think, here, here's what I think. I think it was a Comic-Con announcement.
1: Oh, um, Comic-Con, Because yeah. Comic-Con
0: would have been like next week. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after, right? So. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that it would have been announced there. I think because they're not doing it there, that they felt comfortable doing it now. Um, and I think that it would have been an announcement with a stay tuned for Star Wars celebration where we're going to give you a lot more. And mm. I, I do mm-hmm. think that by August, September... That they'll that they'll give us something that they'll give us a teaser, or um, uh, maybe like like they did with um, with rebels, we'll get maybe some like character featurettes to introduce us to some new characters. Yeah. Um. That we'll start to get some of that stuff. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh. And you know, I would I would email Lucasfilm and ask them, but they just they'll just ignore me.
1: Oh no. Um, um, no, um,
0: just because that's a, that they just they're always so tight-lipped. It's like. You could, look, you could look Tracy dead in the eyes and she'd be like, I have nothing to tell you right now. <laughs> but then she would go, but it's awesome. <laughs> um, because that's um, usually how Tracy communicates things to us. She'll <laughs> be like, I can't say anything about the last season of Clone Wars except to tell you guys that it's the greatest. And you're like, okay, cool. That's kind of helpful, I guess. Um, um,
1: yeah. Oh, something I wanted to say briefly about SDCC. um When uh, something that caught my eye was the fact that Lucasfilm was supposed to be on the exhibit floor for this year's Comic-Con. So they usually have like some sort of display. And I wondered whether it was might have been something related to this announcement. And maybe they would have had like some commissioned people walking around as the uh, Bad Batch. So that would have been pretty neat and a good way to advertise for the show. So, yeah, uh, maybe, oh, I guess we won't see it at Celebration either. So <laughs> I'm hoping still they'll announce a virtual con of some sorts. I,
0: yeah, there, there's there's some fan stuff that, that's sort of coming together. Um, but uh, but it would be nice, it would be really nice if they could take at least a couple of the things that would have been, like, the big official panels, like the, the Celebration stage stuff, and and give us something. Yeah. I don't like E3 was canceled and, and over the last month we've gotten a bunch of um, essentially like digital press conferences mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that have taken the place of those physical press conferences that we would have gotten. Um, although E3 has been moving in that direction in general. So I think that they were a little bit more prepared for it.
1: Got it. Um,
0: that said, uh, if you're Lucasfilm and you want to put together a, a, like a, a conference type presentation you have access to the most impressive virtual conference stage on the planet with the volume and they could very easily just go in there and and like and do a panel oh yeah just have like five (laughs) or six people and just like do a panel it's like um and I wouldn't have said that a week ago, but then they released that that um,
1: music video the music video
0: for The Mandalorian, <laughs> which like at first I thought that this was just going to be like a cute little thing. And then like as that video goes on, it gets more and more epic like, as the music does, right? Like it follows right, with yeah. the music as it sort of like it starts kind of cool and chill with Ludwig just, you know, playing on the recorder. And then it all kind of like starts to pull back. And then by the middle of it, you're like, wait a second, is he in the volume? Are they? Because yeah. <laughs> he's because he's in the environments from the show, and then and then by the end of it, they actually pull back and show you like they turn off the screens, right? And it's like, yeah, he, like we just shot a music video inside the volume. This yeah. is how cool it is. Like when the ship when the Razor Crest lands in the middle of that. That I was, was like, so cool. There is, I that's when I tweeted it, I think, or posted it on Facebook or whatever, and was like, Star Wars is so rad. Like there isn't. <laughs> I think the only there are only two other properties I think that could pull off something as cool as that, and they, they maybe Marvel would, maybe the MCU would, but DC would never would never. Oh no. But but they've got they have like the nostalgia and the cachet and like sort of the the grandiose uh, ideas to to do it. But but Star Wars is always the one that that that, that goes there and does it. it. Was like no one asked for it for a mandalorian music video like i, I don't i i really want to know how that happened
1: <laughs> like what like, was the conversation <laughs> yeah what
0: the conversation was i'm sure it was just uh, uh, John uh oh, wonder... being like this music is awesome we should do a music video
1: yeah that's it. oh or um, maybe to be qualified for an award of some kind
0: yeah maybe maybe that's a good point that, that 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 could be it um but yeah man what it was so great so i could see them using that space um, and, uh, and, and just going in there and being like, Hey, uh, you know, like we've got some stuff from the Mandalorian season two to show you and what better place to do it than here. And to sort of like, like have, have the, uh, literally have like the stage turn into <laughs> one of the environments from the show and be like, cause like, let's say they're going to go somewhere that we've, that, that's exciting. Like, let's say. They're going to go to Mandalore? Coruscant in season two. Or Mandalore, maybe. <laughs> um, like like a known location for them to be like, yeah, you know, we're doing this thing and that thing, and it's going to be a really fun season, and, you know, we're going to go some places. The Mandalorian's going to go going to go to some areas that, uh, that, that, that that we haven't been to in a while, some familiar locations like this. And then it just changes, and you're like, all of a yes! sudden you're, you're <laughs> on Coruscant or you're on Mandalore in live action for the first time. Yeah. Um, they could absolutely do stuff like that. And if they're not going to, now I've just disappointed myself. So.
1: <laughs> we'll um, see. We'll see. Hopefully yeah. they'll announce something within the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. But I, I do think that, I do think that August, September will get, we will get some more from this. Uh, I think that Bad Batch probably would have been a really big part of Star Wars Celebration um, because it because it's, it's obviously their, their, newest animated series so um that's always sort of i i kind of always look at it as three pillars where it's like there's there's or at least for the for the last little while there's been the movies um and then the animated stuff and then the fan stuff is sort of like the three pillars of star wars celebration yeah yeah and i i for me it was always like i'm so much more focused on the animated stuff than the movie stuff because i know i'm not going to get into those panels but if I put all of my effort into getting the animated stuff, I can be in there, um, and obviously for the podcast, that's what that's that's what we're gonna talk about anyways, for the most part. So that's always been kind of one of my things, um, and so I think like aside from, aside from, the Bad Batch, I think that we, I think we probably would have gotten a Clone Wars, like a final season of the Clone Wars retrospective panel, kind of like yeah. the Remembering Rebels panel um stuff like that um and i think that that would have ended with a trailer for bad batch like i think that that like that that's a no-brainer to me that, yeah, or, that and that might like have that. been at S- sdcc it might have been a celebration but it would have been at one or the other where they would have been like hey let's look back at what it took to actually go back and read like recapture the magic of clone wars this many years later um, and 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 to talk about that, and then at the end of it to be like, oh, by the way, here's here's this new series.
1: Right. Um, yeah.
0: But uh, COVID nineteen ruins everything, and <laughs> uh, it it all doesn't ruin everything, but it definitely it definitely changes a lot of stuff, and things have to to morph and evolve. So, um, hopefully hopefully they're thinking about it and trying to figure out like how do we how do we still get this information out there in a way that the fans deserve? Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, if they do it in the like star Wars show format or like the book club format where they have all the different people talking and like that, that would seem like the best way, honestly. And I think, aren't they having a panel or something soon? I remember Kristen is going to host, I think it's something related to the empire strikes back. Um, and that oh, yeah. format a virtual panel like so i hopefully it'll do something like that when august comes around
0: yeah they, yeah I, I i'm sure I, like they have so many different platforms at their disposal now uh, with with all the youtube stuff and and everything that i'm sure that they, i'm sure that we will get something whether or not it's like a full blown like hour long panel or or what have you um as opposed to maybe like some like a feature ed or something like that um is sort of i think the big question but Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i think that's it i i I think i've said everything that i need to say about the bad batch at this point until we get more details do you have anything that you want to that you want to add
1: um no not really i mean uh, i would like to see some of the emotional side of the 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 bad batch um especially since they saw the clones as normies or normals <laughs> or whatever they call them. But uh, I, yeah, I would like to see them actually feel sorry for them or feel for their own brothers, even though they weren't that different. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that that's the sort of like it, that, that perspective is definitely a place that it'll go. Um, I think I, there's, there are a few episodes of star Wars rebels that I can point to. That's I think I uh, uh, will have some uh, 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 similar themes and that sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: Especially if we see a Jedi, uh, <laughs> we have to deal with the <laughs> whole like clones. Jedi don't trust clones, and 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 how the clones react to the Jedi and all that sort of stuff. But um... Cool. it would be
1: actually pretty cool. I'm sorry, it would be actually no, pretty no. cool if they see a Jedi being hunted down and they stop it from happening, and they have to kill those yeah. stormtroopers in the process. So. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty, pretty interesting.
0: I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be so bold or, or brazen as to hope for um, anything involving young Kanan. Uh <laughs> But, but, but wouldn't that be cool?
1: That would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> It'd
0: be really neat. Um, but at the same time, like, I, it, what I always say about about Star Wars is like, when people ask me what I want, I want something new. I always, want, I always want to be surprised, right? It's, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. The Mandalorian is the best example that I have right now of something where I go in and um, I really thought I knew what I was getting with the Mandalorian. And uh, that's not what we got. We, <laughs> got. we got something so much better than what I could have imagined, um, which just goes to show, And and everybody else should take this lesson to heart, you think that you could make great Star Wars? Um and maybe you can. but odds are you would just be retreading the same ground. <laughs> you would just be see, wanting to see more of what we've already seen. Um, and uh, and 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 truly great Star Wars, I think, uh, is is the stuff that that treads completely new ground and goes in in exciting new directions. So as much as we're returning to the bad batch, we did only spend, four episodes with them so they are still relatively unknown i think that's one of the main takeaways from this conversation oh yeah um, and so there is still a really big opportunity for them to to uh to surprise us and and certainly with supporting cast um and 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 guest characters and stuff like that so for sure so i i don't know i on the one hand it's not what i wanted i i definitely want the, the the Ahsoka Sabine series uh, more right now, um, and I would love an announcement for Jedi Fallen Order 2 um, But uh, but barring those two things, I mean, like I do, Kenobi is being made. I shouldn't I shouldn't be complaining or asking for anything else because they're gonna make a TV show about my favorite character. So, <laughs> um, like a live action one with Ewan McGregor. So I really can't complain, but. But, uh, but Bad Batch does have the potential to be something very exciting. So uh, Obviously, we will keep you guys up to date with all the latest uh, Star Wars animation news as, as we get it. Um, we'll pop back in the next time that there's something to talk about. We're still on our hiatus until, until there's an actual show, uh, and we'll have um, uh, regular episodes then. But uh, but for now, uh, if you want some Star Wars content uh, uh, from Thunderquack, then the best place to go is faster, more intense. Uh, we I did drop the first episode of our new I guess season um, uh, on the the Rebel Cells uh, feed, so you probably already got that. But we're gonna we've I've got guests lined up for the next month or so, so we'll have regular episodes. Um, for the next little while so go go subscribe to the faster more intense feed and uh, and and check that out but uh, if you're just here for the star wars animated content we'll be back as soon as there's something else to talk about Um, until then uh, thank you guys for listening Uh, you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash rebel cells podcast on twitter at rebel cells and on instagram at rebel cells Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Jonah, where can they follow you?
1: Sure, they can follow me on Twitter with the handle at BlueJGuys.
0: Cool. Um, And uh, you guys know that we're part of the Thundercrack Podcast Network. Head to Thundercrack.com to check out more great podcasts in the network. Uh, and if you like what you hear, you can support us in three ways. First is by going to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and a review. Five-star reviews on iTunes uh, basically push us up in the rankings. It makes the show more uh, more attractive to the algorithm. So, so those reviews really do help. So if you can just take a minute and uh, go leave a review, that would be great. Um, and, uh, you can also support us by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise, uh, the, to my knowledge, the only place that you can get a Kanan Jarrus, uh, t-shirt, um, with, nice. the, with the, <laughs> the, 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 what, I don't know if there was ever a name for it, but like the, the claw thing on his, pauldron. oh yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got that over there, uh, as well as Sabine's starboard design. Cool. So uh, so go check that out if you uh, if you're in the market, um, and of course you can support us over at Patreon.com/thunderquack, uh, where you can kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get some cool rewards. Uh, all of those rewards have to do with the Thunderquack podcast, so um, that's something to check out as well uh, if uh, if if you're into it. Uh, thank you to everybody who does support us at, over on Patreon. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. You guys are the best. Uh, that is it for this episode thank you guys for listening and we will be back soon thank you jonah for for being on the episode i, I of shouldn't, course shouldn't yeah thank you yeah
1: uh, always happy to chat <laughs> yeah.
0: awesome uh thanks for listening everybody we'll see you soon